KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We need to clear, <clears throat> excuse me, we need to clear something up. I'm good. We need to clear something up real quick. Is Elias Sports Bureau besmirching the name of Tom Landry? Is a couple of Tolos were like, hold on. I don't think that's right. And so I went back and looked at Tom Landry against the Los Angeles Rams, and he most definitely was not 0-4. How was he against St. Louis? Uh, did he? I don't know. That would have been the St. Louis Cardinals then, right? I think. Yeah, we didn't do too I well. I think he might have been 3-3 three three against the Rams. So thank you to the Tolos, and no thank you to Elias for trying to be smart. Is that where you get Tom all these Brady. stats, Kevin, is I'll, from Elias? I do like Elias. Do you have to have a subscription for that, or is it just a uh, website with I stats? I usually just, yeah. I, you can get some stuff off their website, or their Twitter account is usually pretty helpful, too. All right, right now. The Rangers have a plethora, excuse me, the Cowboys have a plethora of unrestricted free agents. You only get to keep three of them. Would you like me to go down the list and then we'll figure out who we want to keep yeah, and dude. who you don't? Name your list, man. Okay. Or do you want me to read the list? Sure. I don't have it. Okay. But I can find it real quick. <laughs> unrestricted free agents. I'm ready to go. Anthony Barr, That's good. Anthony Brown, Noah Brown. <laughs> Dante Fowler, these are in alphabetical order, Luke Gifford, C.J. Goodwin, you know they're going to want to keep him. Good receiver for the Bucks, I think. Oh, my God. Jonathan Hankins, T.Y. Hilton, Brett Maher, Connor McGovern, Jake McQuaid, Matt Overton, Jason Peters, Tony Pollard, Cooper Rush, Leighton Vanderesh, Carlos Watkins, and Donovan Wilson. Can you give that list again? I could, but I feel like you might just be messing with me, is you get to choose three to come back. And I get people might be like, oh, but I want like six people. I understand all that. I'm just saying, if you have to. If you have the Cowboys budget. Yes. Terrence Steele's restricted. Correct. So, so he's like, not part of this. Yeah, and Rico Dowdle, I believe, is restricted as he well. Is. That's it. So anybody that's going to throw those names out there, understand yes, the restrictions correct. there. Um, do you feel like. You can just throw any quarterback in there, or do you think Cooper Rush earned the right to be like, hey, we got to bring him back? I, I'm, I am very curious about this because a lot of people are like, oh, he earned he earned the money to go be a starting quarterback somewhere, and I just don't believe that. But I like he's a good backup in this system. Yeah, I, I I would like to have him back, but I'd also like for the Cowboys, which they won't, in the third or fourth round to draft a quarterback yep. that they like. Okay. Yep. Okay. They need uh, wide receiver help. Sorry, I was just throwing that out. No, there. yeah, I I this could see that, but I think do. they're much more likely to draft wide receiver than they are quarterback. But you're right about. But do that. you think they need veteran help too? At quarterback? No, no, wide receiver. Oh, uh, yeah. They won't spend the money to do Yeah, it. I don't think when so you either. Said, we, the Cowboys, here's what they do for a decade. James Washington. Yeah. Then we're supposed to get excited about it because Cowboy homers tell us that even though he's caught 30 balls a year in his career, at Oklahoma State he was awesome, and so now he will catch 90 balls for 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. We, we tried to tell everyone that he was just a guy. Uh, I think their strategy for that is going to be hoping that Michael Gallup just gets better a year removed from the uh, from the surgery. I'm having so I'm having a, a little bit of a struggle here. Okay, my two that I I know I want to bring back. Okay, Donovan Wilson, Dono. Yep. Again, this does rely on the idea that Dan Quinn's going to be here because I can't guarantee that another defensive coordinator is going to walk into this place and say I need three starting safeties to start. 
Yeah, I, I got to put these safeties out on the field because this is the, the way that we're going to win with the big the big nickel. So I, I have to kind of know what my de- – this is where Kevin and Mike and Derek, this is where the Cowboys meetings right now, they're trying to figure all this stuff out because Will McClay needs to know what he needs to start looking for to match up with what a defensive right. coordinator, offensive coordinator wants. But I want Donovan Wilson back for the simple reason that that dude brings the juice. Like he, he absolutely does. does. Connor McGovern, on the scale of backup or even starting left guard, I think Connor McGovern is a key, especially if you're going to stick with Tyron at left tackle. You don't know what his health's going to be. Okay. Uh, and so I think he knows the system okay. really well. I think he can do it. I'm struggling with Anthony Brown and Leighton Vandrish and deciding, other than that, Kevin, I don't need anybody else back. But I, I would like to have Anthony Brown back because stability, some sort of stability at corner. You saw how the drop-off even from him. Uh, and a lot of everybody has great second cornerbacks. He was pretty good. There were times when he could get attacked. Leighton Vander Ash is a good tackler. Can I find a better future linebacker than him in the draft? I think so. Okay, so... So I got Donovan Wilson, McGovern, and probably Anthony Brown. Okay, I agree with you. My list is Donovan Wilson. I did go Leighton Vandresh, especially. I'm curious to see what his market is set at. And then the other one I picked, I know some people might disagree with this, but for the first time, I hope the Cowboys take advantage of their circumstances and they play hardball and go after Tony Pollard. But, like, dealing with the circumstances that you're dealing with, it sucks, but he got hurt, and that hurts your market. I I think Tony Pollard has shown he can be the dude here, and he added so much electricity to our offense. For everyone who's like, you can draft a back in the third or fourth round, I hear you. I really do. But I think I feel more comfortable with Tony Pollard, especially for a couple years. I bet you can structure a contract that is to both sides' liking. I'm with you guys on Donovan Wilson. I think that's so far that's the consensus on one player. Yeah. My number two is Leighton Vander Esch. Uh Now I have to be concerned about how much guaranteed money I'm giving Leighton Vanderesh because of his injury history. I don't want to be stuck yeah. with Leighton Vanderesh for two years of guaranteed money yeah. because of of his injury situation. But I do. I would like to have both those guys back. The other two I wrote down to determine is Connor McGovern and Tony Pollard. I'm going to disagree with you, Corey, on Anthony Brown. He wasn't good, but he was better than what we had. So I think he was a below-average corner while yeah. healthy this year in the NFL, but he was better than what we showed. But I got to trust. Unfortunately, we made two horrible picks. Kelvin Joseph was a horrible pick, and, and it Sean looks like Watk- yeah. Watkins wasn't a very good pick either. So, Oh, I thought you were going to say Nation Wright. Yeah, yeah, right. Sorry. Sorry, right. I'm sorry. I, I meant right. Tall kid who was off everybody's board, but we, yeah, took, him. we took him in the he third round. should have been round. off our board. We got um, Mike, I, I do I'm going to lean towards McGovern because I do think offensive line is so important, and he can also be my backup center, too. One thing that might help me, Mike, here with that conversation is Jordan Lewis has another year left on his contract. Jerron Bland's probably your outside cornerback. Right. I can I go with Jordan Lewis in slot and move on from Brown, and then that gives me LVE back. And with Pollard, I just, my opinion is, look, it worked out with Dak Prescott, as in Dak came back. And, uh, you know, everybody that questioned me, I said 10 to 20%. I didn't say 80 to 90%, yeah. by yeah. the way. But it got construed, as Mike said, 80 to 90%. It's like, no, 80 to 90% he's coming back. Uh, and then 
Tony Pollard, I just don't know because Michael Gallup's the it. other side. I Michael do. Gallup has not looked it. close to the same because of that injury. So I'm not like not going to negotiate with Tony Pollard, but I'm with you. Look, if somebody wants to offer Tony Pollard $12 million a year Have, or more on a four- or five-year yeah. deal, I'm like, good luck. Yeah. We got to draft two running backs. Yeah. From the 469, Pollard, LVE, and Donovan Wilson. From the 972, LVE, Pollard, and Rush. From the 575, Hankins, LVE, Wilson are the ones that I want back on the list. Uh, from the 469s, Hankins, Vander Esch, and then they just said Corey has my exact list. He's a genius. And Thank you. Derek, would you like to get involved? Do you have helpful football tips for us? Are you out scouting the improvements that Deshaun Watson's going to make this offseason? Well, I don't really know specifically what the true needs of Cowboys, what the Cowboys need. I mean, we don't know what they're about to do with the coaching staff. We don't know what, what's going on. So it's for me, I don't know exactly. I don't follow the Cowboys enough okay. to sit here and say, hey, this is what we truly need. Let me let me try an exercise here. I'm going to go through the names and just tell me if this person matters. Like, if they should even be, like, in the pool of discussion. All players matter. Okay, fair. Anthony Barr. On a super cheap deal, vet minimum, I'm, yes. I'm great with it. Yes, he can matter. Okay. Anthony Brown. Yes, he can matter. Yeah, on the right deal. Noah Brown. On the right deal, yeah. Okay. I'd... I'm moving on. Like, okay. he doesn't matter to me anymore. Dante Fowler. On the right deal, yeah. Yes. Okay. Luke Gifford. Does he fall into the I whatever? Don't care. I mean, his He's dad a was a great guy on Monday Night Football, and I think I a Hall of Fame that's his player. <laughs> I don't know if that's CJ Goodwin. No. Same. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we can replace that, unless his Jeez. name's really Chris Godwin. Hankins. He matters. Yeah. yeah. I, I, unless, right you can, unless you can find another player that can do what he does. Yeah. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. On the well, I tell you what, if you're, I think I'm a no on that. If you're totally out on Noah Brown, then maybe you're in on T.Y. Hilton. Okay, okay. Some veteran presence. Okay, so Brown or Hilton? I can see you that. Who Uh, would you rather have back, Noah Brown or T.Y. Hilton? Maybe T.Y. I think Uh, I can can trust his hands a little more. All right, and then I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping the second round bust turns into something. Third round. Third round. Yeah. Brett Maher. Bring in competition. Yes. Both, but, bring, bring back both, yeah. But, yeah. Connor McGovern. I really want him back. Okay. McQuaid, Overton. Is it okay to keep moving? Yeah, keep going. Jason Peters. He's going to be 42. I'm fine I, with moving on down yeah. the road. Pol- he was great to have around. Sure, absolutely. He was nice. Pollard. I mean, it's yes. that's, I yeah. want him back yeah. for sure. He matters a lot. But I also, it's going to be tough because you're going to be negotiating with a guy you're hoping the Everything heals perfectly there. I say yes to Rush. He's not going to be the same player. That's that's my thing with Pollard, is he's not going to be the same player for you. You, uh, you can most definitely be right about that. Schultz, I'm I'm fine with moving him down. He the road. wants I'm, I'm he done. wants he wants yeah. a million dollars a game. Yeah, I'm done. I'm with not him. paying a million dollars a game. For good him. for him for wanting that. I just don't want to pay it. Uh, LVE Watkins Donovan Wilson. LVE Watkins, yeah, the, all of them. That's I mean, two of those. We know that Wilson was number one, or at least on yeah. all three of our lists. So, yes, for sure. And LVE was on my list. You put I, Carlos Watkins on Watkins there? Watkins made more plays than y'all will give him credit for. He got better there as the year went There were moments where, you, where like, he got playing time. Given. Way better than Sammy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like he, he, 
That was good. So here's the thing that's concerning then is if you boil it down to all the people that y'all said matter, it's still Barr, Brown, Fowler, Hankins, Hilton, McGovern, Pollard, Rush, LVE, Wilson, and Watkins. That's 11 unrestricted free agents. And I'm pretty sure that the Cowboys are like right at the cap or over the cap, even with the carryover. Now I get it. When they flip some switches on Dak's uh, contract, which is yet another reason I don't think he's going anywhere, they get back below the salary cap. And there's other players they could do that with. But if you're you're starting at, you have no money. You have to create money. That's why I'm asking questions about how important the draft is, which we know it always is, but how many of these people you can actually bring back. Yeah, it was I, a good team. It was, it was a good, a good team. team. That, that is going to come up in the C block for sure. A question kind of in that vein. I... You know, they're the draft is going to be very important. They're not, and the thing is, when it comes to free agents, they can't. You're pointing out they can't spend it. Yeah. Like they can't big the spend the big money to go get them. But now you're trying to scrape the bottom of the barrel just to get guys in the door. You are, and so you have have that to worry about. How what is it? Seventy percent of their roster is like six dudes. Uh, or 70% of their cap is like six dudes. is insane. And it's because they're so bad at negotiating. When people talk about the Cowboys always scraping the, ba- the bottom of the barrel, it's because they gave injured Michael Gallup market rate or above. They gave Ezekiel Elliott the highest paid running back contract. But, they gave Dak the second highest paid quarterback contract. But what about this? I mean, like, because this is the Jim Ursay group, right, that says, well, I mean, we paid this quarterback all this money, and now they're not. You're, they're saying they're not good enough. Yeah. So that's isn't that where this does kind of fall? Is Jerry Jones and Stephen will look at it and say, "You can say we're bad at negotiating. We paid that rate. Yeah. They aren't. They aren't executing what they're supposed. Their side of it. I. So and I, so, like, does that fall there too? Like, I guess when you're just sitting there trying to balance the checkbook. You have to look at yourself first, but you got to get the 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 play from the other side too, don't you? I you do, but I think with like Zeke, you didn't have to do anything. He still had two years left right. on his career. You could have waited on that. Michael Gallup, his level of suitors was going to be down, or you could have let him walk out the door for an unreasonable amount of money. Dak Prescott, you paid him eight million dollars more per year after he got hurt than he would have accepted before, and so like I know it's a different cap number. Couldn't he just said we're Letting Michael Gallup walk and we're keeping Amari Cooper. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like that they absolutely could have They made the choice. Happened. Michael Gallup will be better for the Dallas Cowboys than Amari Cooper would be. And sometimes I kind of wonder about that. If it was that he's better or he fits in more or he does this or whatever. That I'm not entirely sure about. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. I have a feeling some contract switches will be flipped that we're not all super pleased with that's why i think you might Tyrants. move on do we have more switches left how like that's what i want to know where are all the switches double check show that. me all the switches because i need to know like where the switch panel is dak, so i can know which ones i can start flipping dak is 100 percent one of those people i'm trying to check on tyrant get some right money now. if you release uh ezekiel Elliott. yes you can pull especially if you do post june 1st I think you can get about $11 million back for Zeke. Tyron is on the last or next to last year of his deal, so that could be a little tricky. But I know there's others that you could pull something off with. Plus, don't forget, if you re-sign, like, you know, what, whichever, if you want to say CeeDee Lamb or whoever, you can set that salary cap number really low and then backload the contract. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, from the mind 
Of Corey. Oh, crap. This time I think it is from your mind. What are the longest-running soap operas in the history of the NFL? I am very excited about this segment. 877-881-1053. We'll do it next on The Fan. Six-yard line for a first down. Garcia pulls it down, throws over the middle, has his man to the 10. Inside the 10, Terrell Owens still on his feet to the 5, touchdown! KNC Masterpiece right here at 105.3 The Fan. Who or what are the longest-running soap operas in NFL history? Spoiler alert, one of the people in that clip is going to be on my list because immediately... Well, how did you come into this idea? Is this what you're talking about? You're just walking through and the idea hits you? Yeah, I think so. There's a possibility that I saw something on Twitter about the Cowboys being a soap opera. And we've said it enough. But it wasn't that for you, Tab, right? No. Well, I, dude, I am. What? 877-881-1053. Does the for you tab bug you that much versus the following tab? Do I have to go back and forth? Can I not just get some of the following on my For You tab also? You can. I don't like that the default sometimes is For You. I'm like, no, the default should be the people I have chosen to follow. Now, TikTok is that way. They stole this from TikTok, I feel. Oh. And I'm sure that somebody stole the it from The China app? Um, I don't oh call God. it that, Mike, but I call it TikTok. Um, but yeah, it does have, like, I do follow, like, five or six people on, on TikTok. And then everything else I just laugh about uh, as it rolls in or I watch some Warzone stuff. I did see something on the news like China and TikTok. I don't really don't know any. I know that you, you should research me. that a lot more. There's a lot. It, it is a lot. I mean, they already have all our information. Oh. Sure do. I mean, you have a phone. Everybody has your information okay. already. It's listening. You even then. saw it like your Instagram this morning. But yeah, I got yeah. there's there's some you got interesting a message stuff. from me. I don't like messaging you that much. <laughs> well, that's because your password is password. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. So we okay, shouldn't fine. say password that on one, air, two, right? Three. No we probably caps. Shouldn't say that on air, should we? Oh uh, yeah, we it's should. Password with a capital P. Hmm. Pound, well, now if one, you get two, hacked, it's your own fault. But yeah, I mean, I, the the big story is that since since Jerry Jones bought this the team, <laughs> they are a massive soap opera, right? Oh, for sure. Like, just think about the way he bought the team. Oil oil tycoon buys football team, fires legendary head coach. Yeah. Immediately, first thing says he wants to look him in the eye when he does it. Will you argue then that Jerry Jones and the Cowboys is the longest, biggest soap opera in NFL history? Yes. Oh, I because I don't know that there was this type of even think about this last offseason. What was the what were the biggest stories this offseason for the Cowboys, Kevin? There was a fire the coach. There was an alleged child. Yeah, there was a peeping scandal, right? Yeah. Also, not you, Derek. Oh, Uh, there they did all these. Oh, yeah. Jerry Jones does talk about Derek. How much he loves him. Uh, like there are all these different things that off season Jerry even told us this last time he was on the show. We are at a point now where whatever happens in the regular season does happen, but the off season is just as as interesting as everything else. Yeah, and they understand that. Even Charlotte, when she came on during Peaceathon, the first thing she dropped or the thing that she dropped about it was when we were doing things. You know, there was some attention being paid to what was happening off the field. So we said the the red kettle. Let's work with Salvation Army, yeah, and show them what good we can also also do. There, let's try and find some balance of we're not just bad guys. We're also doing good things. So all these things they put into motion. That is a huge soap opera, and they're a family. I swear there are multiple TV shows written about them. 
that aren't directly correlated succession. to them. Succession, yeah. Dirty Sexy Money, go watch that. It was just like that family. So I do think it is, and there is something to Mike has distanced himself as much as he can from it, but the, it will draw you back in very quickly when it comes to the Cowboys and all the drama that goes on with them. Yeah. And it's not just the product that's on the field. It's a lot of things that go on off the field as well. So I was questioning, what are the biggest soap operas in the NFL? Not just like, there are player-related ones. Yeah. There are team-related ones. And I would say the Cowboys are the biggest team-related one for, for one. For individual, the players I wanted to bring up was T.O. I mean, it went from, you know, he called one of his quarterbacks gay. He threw one of the other ones under the bus. Some people thought he might have tried to commit suicide and he had to like talk about try to commit suicide and we had to talk about that. Then the fines, then the George Teague thing, the popcorn, the Sharpie, like it is um, the legacy he leaves behind. Also, he was a great player. I'm not disputing that at all. But he also leaves a soap opera legacy in terms of he said, I can still play at 48, but he was no good in the indoor football league and skipped out on going seeing a sick kid in the hospital and then blamed it on the PR person when every other person for the team showed up. If you wanted some inside information, that's a thing that definitely happened. The when when it comes to T.O., was that a long soap opera or was that kind of a six seasons soap opera and move on? See, I think or is it, he still going on? I think it is still going on because remember when we had him on and he said whatever about, about Garrett, Garrett, everything like went insane. And plus it it transferred. It went from the 49ers to the Eagles, to the Cowboys. Like, there was drama at all of those stops. Yeah, and and he does, he'll bring a lot of things up. You, you know, he did, when, even for the for the brief second, yeah. whenever it popped up that he said he could still, he wanted to come back and wanted to talk to the Cowboys, that at least popped. But I do think that, that he is now, at this point, I mean, he has Hall of Fame, you pointed that out. The At this point, it is more like he was on the show for a little while, yeah. but that time has passed and his character can no longer come back. Unless, so, this, you know, there's all sorts of crazy ways to write that character back in. If we're going players, coaches, et cetera, that's, I think, second on my list. I'm sure you can guess who number one on the biggest drama soap opera is. It's tough. Antonio Brown. I think Antonio Brown is up there to be Tom Brady. Sure. Antonio and Brown. Bill Belichick. I will lump them together for sure. Antonio Brown is like a, a trashy reality TV thing, though. That's uh, not that's not a real soap opera. That's trashy reality MILF TV. mania. Yeah, like I'm MILF. Yeah, I, still, I can't wait until we talk about that. I still remain concerned that he's legitimately going to yeah, like is, harm yes, somebody I, I if he too. hasn't already, like psychologically. But so you think more... Brady and Belichick than just Brady? It was, yeah, I think it was both because, and it was at such a high level. That's the only reason that I, that's the only reason that I put them above TOs. Cause like sometimes TOs were just like nuisances along the way. It's like Brady and Belichick legitimately cheated their way to multiple Super Bowls and got punished accordingly. Like Tom Brady has been cheated for or excuse me has been suspended for cheating and for destroying evidence bill belichick and the patriots have gotten trouble for cheating and destroying evidence like and that's gone on and on and on and on for like a decade is i think that might be the top of my list because i felt you know spy gate deflate gate like it just it felt like there was a gate for the patriots like every other year 
I think uh, I think Brett Favre definitely deserves. To oh be my god! And I guess Aaron Rodgers. So Green Bay quarterbacks is that kind of the see? But at least I hope Aaron Rodgers. You're right. I hope Aaron Rodgers fades away. Like once he retires, or he can like do a reality show or whatever. He's gonna be Jeopardy host or something, right? Oh, that would be kind of cool. All right, as long as those With are the Boston. options and not how many millions of dollars can I steal from states and from poor people, which is the weird direction that Brett Favre decided to go, and then he came up with the amazing excuse of "What do you mean mm-hmm. I didn't do those speeches?" What? I can't <laughs> believe it. We're, we're gonna get that fixed. But think about Aaron Rodgers' career, yeah, like from when it started on draft day. Like, that was dramatic. What, how many hours did he spend in the green room just sitting there sweating and everything? And yeah. And as he goes along, all those things grow with it. So was he watching cops? What's that? Was he watching cops? Why was he sweating? Because he wasn't getting drafted yet. I oh. thought he was going to go higher. Gotcha. I think. Antonio Brown came up. <laughs> Sorry. Terrell Owens, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, and Belichick. This those is, lead the way for me. This one's interesting. Are the Commanders making a push for being one of the biggest drama Man. stories right now? That's a great point because you want to go? No, no, no. I'd say what's tough about this is they don't really get covered nationally like you think they right. would for all of these things. So when you're watching what they do, it's almost like here it is in black and white or on your computer in an article, but you don't see all the national shows talking about what the commanders have done bad or you just see the Cowboys left and right. You see maybe uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, or you see when T.O., like he gets covered pretty, uh, you know, hard, is you just look at, you just look at the commanders and it just doesn't seem to really hit the national headlines. Even when you're like, I think this is really bad. They're like, oh, who cares? It's the commanders. To that that point, is Kevin, we talked about this when we watch our TV shows that we watch. Yeah. We do tier things of, I don't care about that storyline right For now. Sure. I want more of this. For sure. And like, I can't think of a specific show, but there's, let's take Yellowstone. And like, right. you're more interested probably in, and I don't, I haven't watched this season, but more often than not in what Kevin Costner is doing than you are about Beth. Well, let's go back. Uh, yeah, I despise Beth. That is well documented. Is we talked about it, is you're more invested in, like, going back to last year and the years before, in Jimmy. Than I was. Yeah. And I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, no, I, I enjoyed the and, Jimmy stuff. And that's fine. Like, oh to God. each his own. But <laughs> you're going to have to mark that, Joey. Is But otherwise, <laughs> the commanders <laughs> should be right. Because yeah. you think about it. They had a name for the longest time, and their owner defiantly said, we will never change it. And then they changed it to one thing that people really seem to like, the Washington football team. They're like... No, no, no. This is just a stopover. Let's pick the commanders. And most people are like, well, that's stupid. And that's what they picked anyway. In the meantime, now Daniel Snyder is probably going to have to sell the team or is in the midst of selling at least part of the team because of toxic workplace culture and maybe much, much, much worse than that along the way, according to some of those documents. It got a congressional subcommittee involved. And... That's a huge deal, but Mike's right. It's the commander, so people are like, eh, either way. In certain dramatic soap operas, there is always that one like super rich family that has lots of power and control and things. Would we throw the Mannings in as 
They don't bring a lot of drama, yeah. but Eli did ha- like force his way to the team he wanted to go to. He did. Peyton dealt with being want- the the divide of being wanting to be a great quarterback like or a, a great, great actor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean it worked out. And then you know now you got the next part of the family coming up and working their way in. So did the Mannings. They're they're a huge part of the cast. Okay, let me. <laughs> that was nicely done. Let me ask you this: a couple of options. Do you go Mannings? I know it was short. Do you go Johnny Football or do you go <sighs> Al Davis and the Raiders? Man, not enough people remember the Al Davis okay, era. Because right, that was it. Or correctly, or what he did. By the way, go watch that. Creepiest 30 for 30 you'll ever see. When they're like, you know what? Let's recreate hologram people that are dead to have these conversations. You're like, don't need that. And then they meet up down the road after they're both dead. It's quite remarkable. The Johnny Manziel era is fascinating so for many sure. reasons. And Derek, do you do you ever have any? Do you ever meet Johnny? Did you ever get a chance to? to yeah, I have a I have a crazy story. Oh, like, is it on uh, air? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hold off. Okay, that. all right, all right. <laughs> For his sake. Gotcha, gotcha. It's, it's more of the yeah. his his era was very interesting because it was an era where you're still trying to figure out like all these characteristics of what a good quarterback is. Yeah. Versus, but pizzazz. You know, like that's what that's what the era of Johnny Manziel was. Was he's pizzazz, he's flash, he's got all these things, and that's what you want. And the NFL is like, do we really want the other things that come along with it? And he gets kind of almost blackballed from. See, it. and okay, so that was so short. One of these went on to have a great career. One of them, this all happened after the fact. Do you count Ray Lewis and OJ Simpson? Under the biggest soap operas. Because O.J. Simpson, like, that was the hugest deal in the world. Yes. Except, like, he was already out of football. But he was frequently, like, they would show highlights of him running. Yeah. They were were show highlights of him running and doing the things. Then they would show Naked Gun or one of his car commercials or whatever. But that's one. And then Ray Lewis is another one. Like, what happened to that suit, man? Well, well, Kevin. um, Got dry clean. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably good. He was found. He was found. uh, They let him go. So they everything did. moved on. Because so he, he could, snitched. That's um, a thing that happened. So Because he had a Super Bowl he had to get to. That's fair. You know, like those things happened. Wasn't there. it the Falcons player who didn't get to the Super Bowl? Because he's like, I'm going to go do some other dude, stuff. Super Bowls have offered Robinson up lots dude? of drama. Talking about when he solicited prostitution yeah. as an undercover cop. You were there, right? Like, weren't y'all? No, <laughs> Eugene Robinson. Event. Not at the event. <laughs> I just want to make that very clear. Not in, that was when they the beat event. Minnesota in 98. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I we just want to make that very clear. There. Mike wasn't there either, allegedly. I want that to be Corey's new thing. It's like, you were there, You were right? there. Remember when this happened? Uh, yeah. Don't do it, Eugene. Does uh, Michael Vick make his way? Okay, Ooh, if you were to rank that's Vick, a good one. Vick in the CTE era uh, of the stories that go along with that, because think about this. How many players have they suggested that passed away or had those kinds of things go on that have stuck in the, the news there? Okay, hear me out on this. I think CTE is a bigger deal, like just me personally, but I think the answer is Vick, right? Because how many people do you know that don't give an F about CTE and their race norming and them lowballing people on settlements and so many terrible, terrible things that the NFL did along the way. But you still find a lot of people who don't care about it. I feel like everybody had a thought one way or another about Michael Vick, whether it was awful or it was awful and then he paid his debt or anywhere else. I feel like everybody cared about that. That's another one. Not to drive the audience away, but Colin Kaepernick, that was a big Big deal that had and many repercussions. Ray Rice, Joe Mixon. I don't know if you mentioned those names with, yeah. the, with the 
that with you feel the, like Ray Rice like got more a lot more traction than Mixon, or do you think that is an inaccurate? Well, Mixon wasn't in the NFL yet; he was still true. at OU, and so there was and there was a lot that went into that because. I mean, was that part of, I always thought maybe that was one of Bob Stoops. He was like, man, I got to need to get away from this program real quick. Yeah. I, uh, but the the Ray Rice thing. And now dude, Aaron we, Hernandez. We talked about that yeah. for months. Yeah. For months. We were, I think it was the night that we were at Community Brewery and we were doing one of our fan uh, shows down there. And that was the night where they, the video like dropped and we were, we were like reacting to all of that at pretty the same shocking. time. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of valid answers, and Deshaun Watson even comes up. I just keep thinking back to the Dallas Cowboys. Whether or not you think the Ice Bowl is soap opera, like, they were in that game. There was all kinds of stories about the 70s Cowboys. Make no mistake about that. And then you move forward to what you mentioned at the very beginning, Jerry Jones firing Tom Landry, then the White House, then winning all the Super Bowls, and then all of the weird or ongoing personal stuff that seems to come up with the Jones family and the fact that the Cowboys are by far and away the biggest draw in the NFL. Don't argue with me. That's been proven time and are, time again. Are Patriots second on that then? Because now you mentioned Jerry Jones, the family, Kraft, and all, his whole situation too. I think I would say yes, depending on how you qualify the O.J. Simpson deal. If gotcha. that if that counts, then I'm putting O.J. Simpson there. Yeah. But – I think since it it took place after football as opposed to the rest of these have all been like when those people were actually in the NFL. From the uh, 401, Dion, I mean, it's still going at this point. And Dion Sanders is still a main character in the NFL still, even though he's not even coaching in it. Yeah. He's coaching in college football, but he's a character. Look, for better or worse, Dion's a star, right? Like I, I know, and it's the same thing with the Cowboys. I know a lot of people watch because they don't like the Cowboys. The Cowboys are the stars of the NFL, for better or worse. And Deion Sanders, a lot of people know the amazing things he's done. I know there are people that don't like him. But he just has star quality that make people want to watch him. Absolutely, and play for him. Yeah, I mean, apparently so, for sure. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Right now, you want to do a little Mike Likes It? All right, I don't want to spend the whole Mike Likes It on this, but we all watched Milf Manor after the show yesterday. So if you weren't listening yesterday... Corey, I think, was the one who threw out the term MILF Manor, and I'm like, what are you saying? And it's a <laughs> but show. But Joey, do you have the audio that he threw out after that that I think is already iconic at the station? No. I do have it. Not on me, like, ready to fire, but I do. All right, so Sugar it's Daddy a show on TLC. I believe there's four episodes at least i i don't know if they're all out but i could not watch episode one yeah i got home and i could watch episode two so i watched episode two just to show how much i cared mike we got a free trial of discovery plus so i could watch episode one okay i watched episode two as well mike i didn't watch episode one both of us have the same thing Corey. we did not get through the whole episode right no i did not because my why, Corey? In. Oh, my son walked in at one <laughs> oh. point, stood Ooh. there, watched a few minutes of yeah. it, and then said, "Okay." And I think there was a very awkward mom dad, mom son situation, and he left the room immediately. But yeah, I thought, yeah, it's... I thought it was just it. It felt kind of forced. Okay. A lot of it, but it got awkward, dude. It got he, very awkward. Here but is if there was a show called Sugar Daddy Bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's no everybody's complaining about that. That's here amazing. are my texts to you guys. <laughs> okay. As I'm watching this show, because I wanted to kind of document 
as uh, it goes. Yeah, you were on this, right? No, nope. Bobby Belt was. I don't know who I'm telling It's just, <laughs> I see Kevin and Here's Corey. Here's a fun yeah. fact. Yeah, Mike will go to whatever the latest group text is. Doesn't matter who it's to. If we're in it, that's who's getting yeah. texted. Yeah, I know. All I right. like it when I get included. I, yes, we'll do that more often. Thank I you. put... I'm watching Milf Manor. I want to throw up, but it is somewhat entertaining. <laughs> so this is like after 15 minutes. Yeah. Then another 10 minutes go by, and I text this. I feel like I'm doing something wrong watching <laughs> yeah. this. Mike, I started watching it at the gym this morning. Oh, right? dear. On my phone, and I was I got on the treadmill, and I started it, and I got about two minutes in, and I kind of looked around and went, I got to watch something else. I can't watch this on, yeah. on my phone in the gym. And then I texted 15 minutes later, this show has now officially become horrible. I could not finish watching this show. And it got to the point where I watched through this, even though I wanted, at this point where it got horrible was, everybody had to write down their deepest, darkest oh, yeah. secrets that their uh, mom slash son couldn't guess about them. And I know this sound it sounds horrible, but I'm just going to say a couple of the things that these people wrote down. Okay. Hey, I did it in an elevator with somebody uh, after a movie. Hey, I had an orgy with a whole bunch of people. Seven. Yeah, seven. Seven. Uh, hey, I, uh, I slept with my best friend's son. Hey, uh, you know, and you're just like, oh my god, I, this did, is. Did you the, the he grinded on a grandma and she liked it. Oh yes. no, yeah. and that was easy for the mom to get because guess what that kid did at 25 years old is he's I don't know how old he is but around 25 he's a male stripper that was kind of pretty easy to get. <laughs> okay, that that's yeah he did that before like okay but it was just like and you're just like this is this isn't fun to watch anymore yeah. as. And then I did watch a little bit further as, guess what? If you couldn't guess what your son did so horribly in his S life, and you couldn't guess what your mom did so horribly in her S life, then you get to pick whatever son or mom you want to take on a date. Oh, my God. And that's, Kevin, this is what happened in episode two. There is this. I did uh, not make it. There is there. a blonde woman. Okay. All right, and she has she wears low Face cut is shirts. Jacked up. Oh, is it the one belief. with the bolted on boobs? Yes. Okay. Boltons. Yeah. And she, she. They were. She is the. There's a. There's a. A brunette mom, and she's like, I just don't think this is the right girl. I know my son. I know what kind of like, uh, uh what kind of person he want and morals he has. And this girl, this other lady's like, hey. I am taking your son out on a date. We're kicking you out of your room. Oh and I was like, this is so awkward. Yeah, I need the room to myself tonight with your boy. <laughs> and the son's just kind of smiling like thumbs up, mom. So some people are asking, <laughs> this is definitely not an incest show. But what happens is they have these eight older gals and then they have their eight sons who are between 20 and 30 and they mix and match. So they're not like hooking up with their mom, but it is awful, awful, awful. I'll tell you in episode one, since hopefully you'll never go back and watch it, they did a terrible job introducing the guys. Is so like they showed all the plastic fantastic ladies and it was like, I'm here to get a husband and like and, and everything like that. So. But then the guys just showed up behind the screen. Mm -hmm. They could have just been like, yeah, I'm Trevor. I just hang loose, you know, do the thing. Who cares about graduating college or whatever? And so, yeah. And so I wish they would have introduced all of them without saying the relations. And then 
done the introduction. But instead, they just took eight genera guys, lined them all up, lifted up the screen, and they're like, what's going on? That's my mom. Oh, my goodness. That's one of my kids. And then you might have missed it in the first episode. There was that one gal who looked like a linebacker, but there was another gal she is the large, who said woman. it was the shoulders. There was, there was another gal who said she had six kids. And then she goes, people ask, like, is it with the same guy? And then they judge me. I'm like, no, that'd be stupid. Why would you have six kids with the same guy? And I was just sitting there thinking, right. But, like, you could see how maybe you shouldn't have six kids total with lots of different people. But, you know, whatever. I want to see what they look like before they did all the... Yeah, you might stuff. be able to do that online. Are you going to watch this at all? I don't. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. It's not real. It's awful. It's so bad. Yeah. It's not real. I want authentic. That's, what, what I get ladies, it. You're creating it for content to be funny or whatever. People like it. some of it is can be entertaining, but for the most part, it's just so fake, so bad. One of the ladies addressed one of my plot holes. Is wouldn't you know if your, your kid. What? Plot holes. Oh. If wouldn't you know you if your die, kid you buried somewhere who was going to be like in the same island, mm-hmm. and that one of the moms was like, "I knew my son was going to be here. I thought he was going to be here for a different dating show." Yeah, that was kind of the 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 idea on that too, Mike. That was Milf Manor. It's terrible. Yeah, so we're telling you, you can go watch it if you want, it's but it's horrible. You're, there's no way you're going to make it through this thing, and if you do. What's wrong with you? I think that's when you need to question yourself is what is what is wrong with you mentally that you can keep watching this show from episode to episode. I do not think this is going to be like The Bachelor where this is going to continue. Next year, we bring in eight new moms and eight new sons. I was trying to look up what the ratings were. I couldn't find them. Those moms will definitely be more attractive because on round two, that's what happens. I cannot believe that these people are doing this. Like I they have to have people. money talks. They seem shameless. A lot of them right. seem very, really very similar. Right. Mike, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I I really want to know who the guy who was in charge the son when the, or the idea mom? was pitched. When this idea was oh. pitched to him, hey, I got an idea. Who was the one that was like, "This is great. This is a wonderful idea." On the learning Let's channel. On the learning channel. <laughs> Avery said, "I thought it was tender love caring. I th- I didn't know it was the learning." Oh channel. yeah, <laughs> maybe it should be that. <laughs> Let's get some moms out there and see how many sons they. Can I didn't boink. even tell my wife about this yesterday <laughs> because I was embarrassed <laughs> to even say I watched this. You'll be glad to know I did convince Jess. I was like, we. Can just delete this now right and she goes oh my god yes yes yeah, it's, it's she bad. hated it all right so next topic here in mike likes it after the show is over derek and i are going to go talk to a high school i don't mind mentioning oh. uh, it's bishop lynch oh, nice. uh, high school and we're going to kind of talk to their baseball team derek you've done these things before i've done these things before i think we both really like doing these things and talking to kids kind of uh, in high school about high school baseball about possibly getting to play past high school baseball Tell me what you like trying to get across. If there is, when you're talking to kids that are somewhat 14 to 18 years old, what is your hope at the end of the conversation that we've had with these kids that you hope they get out of it? Man, I hope they have hot moms. No, oh, wait, no, don't. sorry, wrong segment. Come on. Sorry, I thought we were at that still. Uh, <laughs> Great. You set that up for me. Um, no, I want them to be able to walk away knowing something they didn't. And what I always try to do, too, is I... It's mainly with the younger kids that, you know, when I get to talk to high school kids, I know they're going to understand what I'm saying. The young kids, I always make them go repeat exactly what they learned to their parents. So not only did they hear it, they can also say it and the parents heard it once from me and now they hear it from their kid. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm just trying to teach them as much as I can in the time that I'm there. It's not like every day you get a professional athlete to come where you are and talk and, and give you, you know, yeah. pointers. I think one of the things that I try to get across, and I don't think I do a great job of this because even the teams that I coach are like, yeah, whatever, I don't care, is I try to let people know, if you're listening right now and you have a kid who likes baseball or a high school kid, is to me the most important part of baseball practice, and I want to say all of it is important, but the most important part is your catch, Mm -hmm. especially in high school. Championships are won in high school based off of this. Can your team catch the ball when it's thrown to them or hit to them? And can your team throw the ball accurately to where they need to throw the ball? If you just are able to accomplish that, and I'll tell you what, when you watch playoff baseball, a lot of times games are won and lost because somebody missed through a ball. Somebody didn't catch a ball when it was a catchable ball. And so in high school, it's even more exaggerated because guys aren't nearly as good as professionals at it. So I always talk about, your 10 to 15 to possibly 20 minutes of catch, that's the most important part of practice. It doesn't mean you t- – but they kind of look forward to, are yeah. we doing batting practice today or are we doing a simulated game? But to me, I always try to get through – if I'm not talking mechanics and everything, I'm talking the catch. After you get done with your stretching, that 10 to 20 minutes, that is the most important part of practice because if all of you can catch and throw accurately – you can have a good baseball. Do you make games out of pl- out of catch? Like, yeah, so like with like hitting spots and then doing other things within? 100%. So the, the basic game, Derek, is, is if you hit the head, it's two points. If you hit the chest, it's one point. And then you see who can get to whether it's 10 first or 20 first. That's a basic. There's other games, though, too. But that is one of the basic games. So also the other thing, too, and I'm going to talk about the games as well. You practice how you play, you play how you practice. It's as easy as that. And playing catch, you have to play catch with a purpose every single time you go out there. It's not just go out there and play catch and, oh, I just want to do it because I have to be here or whatever. So for me, the good thing is I have been blessed with being Cole Hamill's throwing partner. So when we play catch, it is exactly what you said. We'll start in the chest and then we go to the head and then it's now we start going shoulder, shoulder, hip, hip. Yeah. The hips yep. is more of the change up for us because you want it to be down. You want it to be going on the downward plane. Whereas the fastballs, we, we keep up here on the shoulders and go back and forth that way. Instead of what we like at our level, we're so more advanced that you don't throw to the middle of the plate. You throw to the mitt. And that's why you use the targets as the shoulders. I don't want to throw to the middle of something because then that's in my mind, I'm thinking throw to the middle of the plate. Mm-hmm. So that's where we use the targets. And that's why the game gets a little more advanced as you get older huh. dealing with high school kids right now. They don't have the accuracy that I have. That's just, I can easily take that to the bank, I promise. But that's, the thing is, when you're playing catch, you need to have targets and practice throwing on targets. Greg Maddox was one of my pitching coaches at the WBC with Team USA, and to this day, he was even still saying, I still try to improve on hitting wow. spots. And he was the best at hitting spots. Mm-hmm. The guy could or dot a net. a strike two feet outside. Booty. Yes, you're yeah. right. Well, yeah. Yeah. well, back then, they also had umpires that, you know, one had a pillow for a shield, and two... <laughs> The strike zone was whatever they felt that day. So <laughs> Big wow. they yeah. didn't have a K zone. That uh, ru- I think that ruined baseball. Excellent insight from y'all today. It really was, or it still is. Coming up next, it's Hot time models. for the C-Block. Still is, starring Corey Majors. Man, I got some Cowboys questions and some life questions. Oh, Next on the fan. I got this for you, man. How about getting to Men's Tea Clinic? They can help. T- 